0: Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Alliance Defending Freedom International is a faith-based legal advocacy group. And they have presence in South Africa. They make the argument that the hate speech bill, as it currently stands, is regressive and will regress us to apartheid-era censorship, an assault on hard-won freedoms, they say. In particular, they make the argument, and we will uh, get into the detail of that just now, that the proposed bill states that any person who communicates with the intention to be hateful or to incite harm and to promote or propagate hatred is guilty of hate speech. They say that both hate, hatred, and harm is poorly defined in the bill. It's vague and it is subjective. Georgia Duplessis, who is a legal officer at ADF International, joins me right now. Georgia, good morning, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I wanna start here. Does ADF think the issue is that there should be no prosecution for hateful or harmful uh, speech that incites harm, or that promotes and propagates hatred, or that the terms just need to be better defined? That is to say that we just need a better definition and criteria of what is harmful and what is hatred.
1: Good morning, Stephen. Well, ADF International definitely condemns any language that uh, conduces uh, racial, religious, ethnic hatred. And so do I. However, the as you mentioned, the bill is very broad in defining these terms. And the inter- international law and also in our own constitution, we already have... Um, adequately defined grounds for when freedom of expression can be limited, and these grounds are very well developed already in South African law and in, inter- in international law to which South African uh, South Africa are signatory. South Africa is a signatory, and th- these grounds are very well defined already, and the limitations to freedom of expression. And that's why we are arguing that such a hate speech bill is a further restriction or an unwarranted restriction to the right to freedom of expression and therefore not really necessary in our, um, in our society.
0: Yeah, our jurisprudence is quite clear uh, on what racist speech is, for instance. We've seen, we, we know what the legal precedence therefore is. The Penny Sparrow case is, is is an important one. But we haven't had test cases for other things. For instance, religious-based hatred uh, propagation, which may not always be inflammatory language. Penny Sparrow's case was a clear-cut case because the language was obviously inflammatory. You can propagate hatred and incite harm without necessarily spewing inflammatory speech. Surely a bill that makes that clear and crystallizes that is important.
1: Well, it's important to also remember that, for example, a speech that religious speech or any type of speech that causes offense or even inflames uh, um, offense in other persons, in international law, Th- that is not necessarily limited. Uh, offence offensive sp- speech is allowed. And it is in very, as I mentioned earlier, in very clearly defined circumstances, it can be limited. Where, For example, it incites violence. Yeah, but it incites hostility. Yes.
0: But in this instance, we're not speaking about offensive language. Offensive language is offensive language. If your feelings are hurt, cool, we move on. That's not criminally sanctionable. Yeah. And it would be silly to do so. But we're speaking here specifically about harmful language and language that yes. uh, is... But what I mean by inflammatory, perhaps I should have said gratuitous, right? Uh, Penny Sparrow called that police officer the K-word a million times in that video clip, and that was the gratuitous mm-hmm. and inflammatory language. It wasn't offensive language. It long crossed yes, the line yes. of, 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 of <clears throat> offense.
1: Yes, well, in, in those circumstances, it also depends on the historical and political context of the, the specific country. And that carries a very heavy weight. And in those circumstances, uh, such language might very well in South Africa have the potential to incite discrimination and incite hostility. And that will definitely then fall under uh, the protection of uh, or <clears throat> the limitations provided for in um Section 16 of our Constitution and of international law. So it also depending on the circumstances of each case. For example, the historical and political context of South Africa. So therefore, racial inflammatory language has certain sensitivities in South Africa, but it is already provided for in our law. And therefore, something like the hate speech bill that defines harm as social, economic, uh, psychological, uh, um, as I mentioned, very broadly, social, economic, psychological harm. And nobody knows what that really means. It can mean anything. And therefore, uh, it's not really um, necessarily inflammatory racial language, which is very clear and which is very specifically defined in South African law. But in in, in the bill, it can mean anything which is subjectively determined. And that goes against the legal certainty that is required when a crime is created.
0: Uh, Do you believe that uh, homophobic speech should be prosecuted?
1: Uh, It depends on, because once again, um, such speech would be uh, subjectively determined, and it can or it cannot, depending on what is being said, within which context it's being said, to whom it's being said, on which platforms it's being said, and if it's uh, um, um, inciting uh, s- certain violence or discrimination or hostility. So it will really depend on each and every sin- single case and which elements it it um it it would uh, contain morally. Obviously, personally, one would say yes. One would condemn that. That's not a good thing. But legally, and whether that can be criminally prosecuted, would be uh, would have to adhere to these set. Criteria, criteria which is very narrowly defined in international law and South African law.
0: As it currently stands, outside perhaps uh, defamation and criminal injuria, harmful speech and hateful speech is left to the discretion of a single judge to determine. Um, and it may in one courtroom suffice and it may in another courtroom be viewed in a different way uh, and may not pass the muster of what that particular judge thinks are social sensitivities. That seems like an incredibly tumultuous jurisprudence within which to prosecute harmful and hateful speech. Again, is there no need for us, and you make the argument we don't need a bill, it seems to me that there, uh, at least we can agree that there must be some regularization of what the minimum standard is?
1: Uh, yes, our argument would be that there is already such regularization of speech and that um, this bill would just stifle conversation in South Africa, way, which is a very strongly participatory democracy and where debate is very much needed. And uh, I don't think that we, or legally we don't need another law that that. Uh, regulates speech whereas we already have for example uh, laws that regulate or um, our constitution and international law and which laws, laws are that those regulate
0: domestically so which laws are those
1: the, Yes okay so we have uh, the the, the um, section 16 of our constitution and we have the prevention of uh, discrimination um, uh, uh, law act the, the PEPUDA Act. Uh, prom- uh, promotion of equality and prevention of discrimination act and and, and these laws already uh, uh condemn certain forms of discrimination which can be from certain forms of speech and and uh, but that is already a well defined yeah. and developed act yes. Georgia
0: we're going to have to leave you there thank you so much for your time